This week, President Biden announced he was pulling the troops out of Afghanistan. This is significant. It's controversial. But I'm going to tell you why he's doing the right thing. This is Global Beacon with General Wesley K. Clark. I'm retired General Wes Clark. This week, President Biden announced he was pulling U.S. troops out of Afghanistan by September 11th. Let me tell you why this is significant, why it's the correct action. Really, there's three reasons. First, because we've accomplished most of what we set out to do. Secondly, because we've got many other more pressing concerns. And third, because were we to stay longer, it wouldn't make a significant difference in the outcome in Afghanistan or for U.S. security. So let's go through this one by one. First, the background. As you may remember, the United States launched a mission into Afghanistan 30 days after 9-11. We put special forces on the ground. We went after the Taliban there because the Taliban was protecting the very group that attacked the United States, Osama bin Laden and his group in Al-Qaeda. They refused to turn them over. The United States had no choice but to go in. We went in against the Taliban government. We used special forces on the ground and high altitude precision bombing. And surprisingly, the government of the Taliban rapidly collapsed. We found ourselves within 60 to 75 days with complete control of the country. The Taliban, a defeated remnant fleeing into Pakistan. The people incredibly joyous uh, for freedom but we had no plan to capture Osama bin Laden. And he went over the mountains into Pakistan. We lost sight of him for years. We stayed in Afghanistan. We put a few troops in. We helped the Afghans form a government under Hamid Karzai. Uh, He was a Pashtun, the dominant ethnic group in um, eastern Afghanistan but not the dominant, not the only ethnic group, let's put it that way. There were other groups and other rivalries. For the first few months, we had smooth sailing. I think the region was shocked, really, by the collapse of the Taliban. But the United States also took its eye off the ball. In Washington, the Bush administration, Vice President Cheney, Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld couldn't wait to invade Iraq. Almost immediately after the collapse of the Taliban, they turned to planning for an invasion of Iraq. We never really were given the right reason for why an invasion of Iraq was necessary. There were a lot of reasons hypothesized. Maybe he had uh, weapons of mass destruction. Uh, Maybe, you know, that would, uh, maybe he was helping Al Qaeda. Uh, Maybe he was, uh, that would show people that the United States wasn't afraid to fight. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But for a combination of maybes and with the American people still infuriated by the attacks of September 11th, we did invade Iraq. Afghanistan was left as a, what in the military we call an economy of force mission. And um, we continued to rotate troops in. But over a period of years, two, three, four years, the Taliban reconstituted because Pakistan came to understand that If they didn't reconstitute the Taliban 
as an instrumentality of Pakistan, why the Indians, Pakistan's hated rivals, might work behind the scenes, influencing Hamid bin Karzai uh, and, and Hamid Karzai and also causing Afghanistan not to be loyal to Pakistan in the event of a conflict with India. So there was geostrategic rivalry at play. Well, we knew it, but in 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, we sent emissaries to Pakistan and said, please stop supporting the Taliban. We never could make it happen. Richard Holbrook said, maybe I can talk to India and get India and Pakistan to agree. That was nixed by the White House. Then there was a question of maybe Iran and China and Russia together, maybe they would help calm the waters in, in Afghanistan. Nope, never did that. Instead, it was a mission left to the military. And we never put enough forces in. We never had the civilian support that was necessary. We really, without closing the border entirely with Pakistan, which was militarily infeasible with the number of troops that we had, or without launching massive raids into Pakistan and bringing the war to Pakistan, we weren't going to succeed in Afghanistan. Commander after commander went there. They did their best. Soldiers rotated in and out. One soldier said, famously said, this is 18 years of war, the same war fought one year at a time, starting over every year. And so we really had difficulty transforming Afghanistan. But here's what we did do. We did eliminate Osama bin Laden. It took us 10 years, but we did bring him to justice. He was tracked down in Pakistan. Special Forces assault took him out. And uh, al-Qaeda was dealt a very heavy blow. There's still remnants of al-Qaeda. There's still hard-nosed people who want to justify murdering others by their religious faith, but there's no strength in Al-Qaeda compared to what it was. So you could say we basically accomplished our mission. Well, it's been now almost 20 years that we've been there. And during that period, China and Russia, who were far less powerful 20 years ago, have grown economically and grown militarily. They're both now real rivals of the United States. And they've seen, seen the United States as the dominant superpower, a superpower that stands for democracy, that stands for the rule of law. Um, they don't like it. So Russia's pushed back against American global leadership by moving into Syria, helping out Syrian President Bashar Assad, putting the pressure on Ukraine when Ukraine made a decision to become more Western-oriented. Uh, by moving into Libya with mercenaries and, and throughout Northern Africa through their Wagner Group and other efforts. Putin is a strategic scavenger, but he's nuclear armed. They've got some good technology. They've learned important military lessons, and they've learned how to, how to strike at us through the financial system and through cyber attacks. So we're in a threat situation vis-a-vis -vis Russia that we weren't in 2001. Now, China has become a 
global competitor to the United States. If you could have imagined in 2001 that China would soon have, today, 20 years later, four aircraft carriers, the largest Navy in the world, regional dominance in the Western Pacific. And China renounced its pledge not to use force to capture Taiwan. So instead, China's militarized the South China Sea, flying daily air sorties in and around Taiwanese airspace and pushing vigorously against neighbors. We understand now that China views itself as a rightful heir to U.S. global leadership. China wants our technology. They want uh, our business skills, um, but they want us out of the way. And so they become a complex mixture of economic competitor, partner in dealing with global issues like climate change, um, and a potential adversary militarily. So it's a difficult set of relationships that President Biden confronts. And he did the right thing by pulling out of Afghanistan to focus on these larger, more immediate, and much greater challenges. We'll still be worried about terrorism. But the third point is staying in Afghanistan wasn't going to fix it. Keeping 2,500 troops there, watching the Taliban continuously encroach on the government, making the government and the people there ever more dependent on those 2,500 U.S. troops and 10,000 contractors and another six or 8,000 NATO troops trying to do training, trying to defend themselves in an increasingly hostile land, not smart. Wasn't going to work, going to cost a lot of money, divert a lot of attention. So I think President Biden did the right thing. He made a tough call. He made the call that only a president can make and that only a president who sees the big picture puts America's strategic interests in proper perspective and has courage to make those tough decisions. Only that kind of a president could have made this decision to pull out. So he, we owe him a debt of gratitude. We owe him admiration. It was a tough call. We know that there are, are good troops in the military, many of whom sacrificed so much. We lost 2,400 people there in U.S. Armed Forces, more contractors. But it's the lives that we spent, the years of family separation, the hardships on children. We did all that. We did it because we loved our country. We should be very proud and very grateful to our members in uniform and those who serve. But this decision wasn't a reflection on them. It was a reflection on circumstances and changing circumstances that the military did as good a job as it could possibly have done, in my view, and it's time to move forward. So let's give President Biden our gratitude. Let's give him our admiration and praise. And let's put some of that praise and support to our United States Armed Forces, who did an incredible job for 20 years under difficult circumstances. And now let's face the new challenges, China and Russia. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, give us a like or a five-star rating so it'll help more people find us. And please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast program. Thank you. This has been Global Beacon with General Wesley Clark.